reach a generation that virtually knows nothing about Christ. Kirby Anderson describes the path we must take here on Probe. This week, we look beyond the millennials to consider the latest generation and what it tells us about the future of evangelicals in America. Gen Z is the generation born between 1995 and 2010. This year, half of the Gen Z generation are 18 or older. By the time they're all at least 18, the millennials and Gen Z will make up almost 50% of the adult population. We'll consider how this generation compares with previous generations. We want to understand this generation to truly communicate the good news of the gospel to them, to help them walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. In their book, So the Next Generation Will Know, Sean McDowell and Warner Wallace identified some key traits common among Gen Zs. They are, number one, digital multitaskers, spending nearly every waking hour interacting with digital technology, often while watching television. Number two, Two, impatient, quickly moving from thing to thing with an attention span of about eight seconds. Number three, fluid, constantly blurring the lines, making truth, gender, and family structures personal choices. Number four, lonely, swamped in social media where personal relationships are minimized while personal troubles follow them everywhere. Sean points to the availability of endless counterfeits that claim to be able to fill their hearts with meaning. And number five, individualistic. Individual feelings more important than facts while judging the choices of others is avoided. As James White points out in Meet Generation Z, the ability to find whatever they're after without the help of intermediaries has made them independent. Like no other generation before, Gen Z faces a widening chasm between wisdom and information. Most importantly, most of these young Americans are thoroughly secular with little exposure to Christian theology. As White opines, they are lost. They are not simply living in and being shaped by a post-Christian cultural context. They do not even have a memory of the gospel. They have endless amounts of information but little wisdom and virtually no mentors. As they enter adulthood, the culture around them will not encourage them to consider the claims of Christ. In fact, the millennials going before them are already seen leaving any Christian background behind as they age into their 30s. Tomorrow, we'll look at what several surveys tell us about these younger generations. This has been Probe with your host, Kirby Anderson. There's a lot of influence and information leading the Gen Zs away from Christ. Steve Cable shows us that business as usual will not work with this generation. What do we do? Start with Steve's free transcript at probe.org and join us next time here on Probe. Yesterday, we talked about the fact that they are digital multitaskers and that they are impatient and fluid. They also seem lonely, though connected to others through social media and are individualistic. Today, we want to talk about their religious affiliation, and later in the week, we'll talk about how to reach this generation who are very different from the previous generations. So what can we truly know about the religious thinking of Gen Z ages 11 to 25? Well, Pew Research surveyed teens and their parents, giving us a glimpse into both. They found that one-third of American teens are religiously unaffiliated. In contrast, their parents were less than one-quarter unaffiliated. Another Pew survey found that more than half of the young adult Gen Zs are unaffiliated. This group is easily the largest religiously unaffiliated group among Gen Zs. Teens attend church service with their parents but lag behind in other areas. Less than one-fourth of teens consider religion very important. And on an absolute belief in God and praying daily, the teens trail their parents significantly. 
Now, using an index of religious commitment, almost half of the parents, but only one-third of the teens, rated high. In fact, almost half of the teenagers with parents who rated high did not rate themselves high at all. Perhaps the minds of teenagers are mush. Their views might firm up as they age. In reality, older Gen Zs and millennials also trail older adults by more than 20 points in believing in God and praying daily. Also, church attendance drops dramatically among these young adults who are no longer attending with their parents. If religion were important to teens, they would look to religious teaching and beliefs to help them make decisions about what is right and wrong. But less than one-third of teens affiliated with a religion turn to its teachings to make such decisions. As George Barna reports, the faith gap between millennials and their predecessors is the widest intergenerational difference identified at any time in the last seven decades. It seems that Gen Z will increase this gap. Tomorrow, we'll consider why the majority of these Gen Zs are entering adulthood with little or no knowledge of what it means to be a Christian and little desire to expand their knowledge. Why have the unaffiliated been growing dramatically over the last 25 years? At one level, we recognize the watered-down gospel taught in many churches encourages people to pursue other things and not waste time on church. That may have been the primary issue at one time, but in this decade, we're seeing a real reduction in the number of evangelicals as well. The self-professed evangelicals among those ages 18 to 29 have reduced from 29% down to 20%, a reduction of almost one-third. One major driver is the dominant worldview of our young adult society. The worldview promoted by the schools, media, and entertainment industry has changed from a Christian-inspired worldview to a worldview which is secular and specifically anti-Christian. As James White observes, it's simply a cultural reality that people in a post-Christian world are genuinely incredulous that anyone would think like a Christian, or at least what it means in their minds to think like a Christian. Almost all Gen Zs have been brought up hearing the worldview of scientism espoused. This worldview teaches that all that can be known within nature is what can be empirically verified. If something cannot be examined in a tangible, scientific manner, it is not simply unknowable, it is meaningless. At the same time, most Gen Zs have not been exposed to an evangelical Christian worldview. Consequently, apologetics is critical for opening their minds to hear the truth of the gospel. Many of them need to understand that the basic tenets of Christian worldview can be true before they will consider whether these tenets are true for them. Answering questions such as, could there be a creator of this universe? And could that creator be involved in this world which has so much pain and suffering? Encouraging Gen Zs to understand the tenets of their worldview and comparing them to a Christian worldview begins the process of introducing them to the gospel. As White points out, I have found that discussing the awe and wonder of the universe, openly raising the many questions surrounding the universe, and then positing the existence of God is one of the most valuable approaches that can be pursued. You know, the Christian worldview is coherent, comprehensive, and compelling as it explains why our world is the way that it is and how its trajectory can be corrected into one that honors our Creator and lifts up people to a new level of life. 
What will it take to reach Gen Z? James White says the primary reason Gen Z disconnects from the church is our failure to equip them with a biblical worldview that empowers them to understand and navigate today's culture. If we want to equip Gen Z to embrace faith, we must directly discuss worldview issues with them. The challenge is exacerbated as most Gen Zs are taught a redefined tolerance to not only accept classmates with different worldviews like Muslims and the unaffiliated, but to believe that it is true for them as your parents' worldview is for them. As Sean McDowell states, Gen Zs are exposed to more competing worldviews and at an earlier age than any generation in history. The new tolerance leads directly to a pluralistic view of salvation. Christ stated that no one comes to the Father except through me, and Paul taught that there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Yet the survey of American teens finds less than one-third believe that there is only one religion is true and broken into two-thirds of evangelicals and less than one-third of mainlines and Catholics. Compounding these issues is the growing practice of limiting the impact of religious beliefs on real life. Sean points out that the biggest challenge in teaching worldview to young people is the way our increasingly secular culture fosters the compartmentalization of faith. We need to help them see how a consistent Christian worldview applies to all issues. It is foolish to segregate our spiritual beliefs from your life decisions. As an example, many Gen Zs are enamored by a socialist view that the government should provide everything we need, equally distributing goods and services to all. Those who work hard and excel will have their productivity redistributed equally. It sounds like a possibly good approach, and yet it has destroyed the economies of many countries, including Russia, Cuba, and Venezuela. It fails because it is based on a worldview that assumes greed comes from inequality in the distribution of material goods in society. In contrast, the Bible is clear that greed is part of our fallenness of the human heart. As a result, any centralized function with no competition discourages productivity and becomes an inefficient bureaucracy. Tomorrow we'll look at how the obstacles of pluralism, compartmentalism, and a faulty worldview can be overcome by the gospel. Today, most Gen Zs move into adulthood with little exposure to the gospel. The majority are either unaffiliated, another religion, or have a nominal Christian background. Current surveys find that 98% of young Americans do not have a Christian worldview. This sobering data does not mean giving up on reaching Gen Z, but if we are not intentional about it, we're not going to stem the tide. As James White observes, what is killing the church today is focusing on keeping Christians within the church happy, well-fed, and growing. The mission must be about those who have not crossed the line of faith. As Sean McDowell points out, we need to teach the difference between subjective and objective truth claims and make sure they understand that Christianity falls in the latter category. Sean encourages a focus on relationships, saying, relationships are the runway on which truth lands. Take the time to listen with empathy, monitor from a place of wisdom, and demonstrate your concern. White agrees, saying that if we want them to know the faith, we We have to teach, model, and incarnate truth in our relationship with them. From a place of relationship, we can address challenges keeping them from truly hearing the gospel. One key challenge is the role of media. 
As Sean points out, media shapes their beliefs and it also shapes the orientation of their hearts. To counter this pervasive influence, he suggests engaging them in a skeptic's blog. Help them consider, number one, what claim is being made. Number two, is the claim relevant if true? And number three, how to decide how to investigate the claim. By learning to investigate claims, they're examining the truth of the gospel. We should never fear the gospel coming up short when looking for the truth. Key ways White's Church is connecting with the unaffiliated include, number one, rethinking evangelism around Paul's message to Athens, tantalizing them with no background to search for the truth in Christ. Number two, teaching the grace-truth dynamic in quick segments consistent with their learning styles. Number three, being cultural missionaries, learning from those who have not been Christians. Number four, cultivating a culture of invitation by creating tools to invite friends all the time. You know, if we focus on growing the number of Gen Z Christians, we can change the trajectory of American faith. If we devote ourselves to prayer, the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and reaching the lost in America rather than continuing church as usual, God can use us to turn the tide.